You're listening to Yitch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And today we are scratching the itch for free beer. And I think <laughs> that that's probably an itch that more people would like to scratch more often. Yes. Me way too much back in the day. Not for free <laughs> beer, but just, yeah, I'd, I'd just be scratching that itch all the time anyway. Scratching the itch for just beer, period. For just yeah, beer. exactly. That's right. <laughs> but if it was free, then it's even better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I went to those festivals. Yeah, I drank my fill. <laughs> <laughs> I got what I didn't pay for. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. I learned my lessons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Casey did not, so he went back out for more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Desrox posted on, on Instagram. He's like, St. Louis, I'm coming. It's a, it's a pop-up show. It was a Bud Light backyard thing, and so it was Desrox with uh, Dashboard Confessional as the headliner. And uh, I went ahead and clicked on the link. And when I clicked on it, it said, please submit your submissions by such and such date. And it was like three or four days after the, the date that was posted. What do you mean submission? Like a ticket request or? Yeah, the ticket request. So to get, okay. so this was an entirely free show the only way you could get tickets is if you clicked the link and submitted the form and put your information and then once you click send it it'll say your your ticket request has been submitted we will reach out and let you know if you're a winner so okay so for context for people who aren't from st louis st louis is the home of of budweiser yeah they own half the city the brewery the, the brewery, brewery. Yeah. yeah there you go Yes. And so when you say this is the, you said the Bud Light backyard tour. Backyard tour. Yeah. The brewery itself, correct me. It's been like 15 years since I was there, but correct me if I'm wrong. They have basically this big old like courtyard area kind of out there, like adjacent to the brewery where they can, they can set stuff up, movies or concerts or whatever. Sort of. Yeah. You can give more details, but that was my memory. I saw I saw Meet the Falkers there like 15 <laughs> years ago. How, why? I have no idea. Why were they showing that? No idea. But it happened. This is probably way better. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this wasn't uh, like in the brewery. This was just this was at St. Louis Music Park, which is directly. See, there's so many music parks and random pop up venues now. It's hard to keep them all straight because I was oh. thinking that this was the Chesterfield Park. It is not. Okay. I thought this was actually at the brewery property. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. So, so this venue is a St. Louis music park, which is directly across from Riverport. Yeah. It's, it's basically, it's in the drive. Like, so there's a, a casino right there near Riverport. Um, and it's like on the driveway down to that casino, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the place you guys called like Riverport Junior? Yes. Well, yeah, pretty much. Kind of. <laughs> uh, really, the Chesterfield one is R Riverport Junior, but this is just like an amphitheater to the side. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to, to derail no, you're that, good. It, I'd had to figure out where this thing was happening because I had the totally wrong idea. Well, basically, if you just keep driving past the orange cones that is Riverport, you will run into this venue, more or less. And you'll see Dashboard Confessional. And you, Yeah. So there's this like open courtyard area 
And so they had like cornhole games and some little food trucks and stuff. It was it, think of it as a festival, but like a really small scale and like a g- legitimate pop up show, which I've I've never attended a show like this before. So when I submitted it past the deadline and then waited, it took a couple of days, like like a day or two before the actual uh, pop up show. And then I asked my buddy Chris, who went to college with us to, to go and Heidi, who I met at the first time I saw Des about a year ago. Heidi, who has been on the show. Yes. We featured her as a as a Des Rock's uh, subject matter expert. Yeah. And Chris was basically forced to become friends with us because he was thrown into my room as a freshman. He was thrown in my dorm room. Yeah. And uh, he was a freshman. I, I think I was a junior or something like that. Yeah, we were juniors, I believe. Nice. And he wasn't supposed to be in my room. Uh, he was in there because one of my friends got kicked out of school. <laughs> and so there was an opening in my room and he got put in there and was like, you. <laughs> but no, he, lucky for him. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. So it's lucky for him. Yeah. <laughs> So that worked out okay, though. Lucky yeah. for yeah. him, you bonded quickly over uh, Cardinals playoff games. That's right. Stuff like that. <laughs> so Chris was your your accompaniment to see this um, semi-impromptu yeah. show. Yeah. So got the confirmation that I got the tickets, which <laughs> the email, they just send you an email, and it's, it's a QR code. And it's like, this is your ticket for you and a guest. So please be over 21 and have a valid ID with you and you will gain entry to this, <laughs> to this thing. So it was, there was no, there was nobody under 21 at, at this show, which was one of the reasons why Kai wasn't able to make it. The other member that was a part of that podcast episode. But yeah, so we uh, drove past Riverport and um, that night it was ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner the same exact time as this show. Okay, so it was a, a lot younger crowd at this at this show up for obvious reasons, and uh, there was a lot of people from all over the place. Actually, Heidi is, I believe, from the Michigan area, and then she met up with a couple other Des Rocks fans that were from. Philadelphia and I believe one other state. So we just kind of hung out with uh, a couple of Desrock super fans and we had to wait like two hours before they opened the, the gate. So they were giving away free beer, like waiting to open the gate, which that was awesome, but also kind of dangerous because a lot of people were, were drinking way too much. I was, I was not one of them, but well, can you drink too much? Like I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> Are you talking like a like a full like open bar situation? Like there they wasn't had, like a cutoff or a limit, or a, you had you have ex passes or whatever. Well, I'm sure there would have been a cutoff or a limit if like people were getting belligerent or or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But they had they had like two different types of seltzers and Bud Light, and that was that was it. Oh, so they were just you know limiting people based on giving them piss water. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm sure. oh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It is the worst beer. Come on. <laughs> well, there's there's a few others that are worse, but still. Well, I mean, of the light beers, it's it's, it's just basically piss water. Like it's... you're not wrong, but besides that, so we're waiting, and you know, of course, Heidi and and our group are like 
first in mind pretty much. And as they, as they open the gates, they, they're right. All right. First 30 people come with me. We're like, okay, what's, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden they announce, all right, these 30 people are going to be a part of the VIP and you're going to meet dashboard confessional. So we're like, just random VIP, like just random VIP thing. The first thirty people, yeah, they, the first thirty people that were at, lined up outside the gate. Okay, so we uh, were ushered into the the backstage thing, and they had like Chinese food catering for for the band. So like all that was on the left side, and then do you want? So they they just ushered everybody in, and it was a a very quick in and out vip thing so we we walked up and the, the band's like getting ready to pose and then chris and i are rather rather tall and you know i'm rather large so i i was trying to like squeeze my way through the back to make the picture more adequate and you know show show all the band members so <laughs> i didn't want to block everybody so yeah we we shook everybody's hand and and took the couple quick pictures and that was the extent of the vip and this was all just before the show. This was all before the show. I guess the VIP often is before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a pretty abbreviated one. But again, it's a free show, so what do you expect? Right. Exactly. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. And Des, Des had a separate VIP, and I, I would assume it was like the next 10 people after the 30 that went, because his was very much abbreviated. I was hoping to run into him in the back, but all I saw was the drummer, Will. Highly relevant for the itch and for this conversation des rock's new album dream machine came out on august 25th and is fantastic yes it's is all in agreement that that is a good album it was already featured as flavor of the week that's yeah. right on the radio show side note check that album out yes yes and we're hoping to try to set up a conversation with him at some point so uh be on the lookout yeah, stay for tuned yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I was I was hoping to run into him because we saw him at Point Fest and we didn't run into him at Point Fest. So, you know, I like to at least, you know, be seen and, and wave and say a quick hello. But that didn't happen this time either. So <laughs> but <laughs> so they, they had a they had a DJ play for like 15, 20 minutes. And it actually he, I mean, he did a nice job, but it, it reached the point where it was like, OK, we can we can move on now, you know. <laughs> Just be one DJ Silver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And the the DJ station was they kind of kept moving it around. It was it was like mobile, and they kept moving it from one side of the stage to the other. The stage itself was actually quite large, and then it, they had like a a little shed to make it look like it was somebody's backyard. So oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, the the stage setup was actually kind of nice. Wait, but, did you take photos at this one? Because I don't think you sent us any photos or videos. Um, I I have a few that I can that I can send. I'd like to see this stage set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, for reasons I'm sure you'll get into, I think that a nice big stage is probably useful for both of these artists. You're right. Right. Yeah. More so for dashboard than Des, but but. <laughs> Des has a lot of energy though, so if there's space to run around, that seems this like it true. would behoove him. Yeah, this is true. And so this this is the third time that I've seen Des this year. And they did a phenomenal job, as they always, always do. He was playing the guitar like a maniac, playing it behind his back, and doing the the, the top spin guitar. <laughs> well, I don't, I still don't know how he does that. Can I shout out those the what do they call the Des Rocks fans, the built the animals? 
Yeah. I need I need to shout them out and well call them out a little bit. I tried to look up this set list on Setlist FM. Yeah. For Des and I found nothing. And I'm amazed that an artist with such a, a dedicated fan base as him doesn't have set lists posted for every show. Yeah. On Just throwing that out there. Yeah. In case anybody wants to fill in that gap of information. Yeah. But they they did a phenomenal job up, up there on stage, as they always do. And uh, they played Never Ending Moment. But I want to ask him this, because when we saw him at Point Fest the time before, he was going to play Never Ending Moment, but the guitar wasn't working. So he scrapped it and didn't play it. This time, he just clicked a little pedal on his, his regular electric guitar, and it had a slight acoustic effect to it. Not 100%, but he played it, So, but it, it sounded different than how he would like it to sound. I wonder if some, something about that Point Fest, Fest experience made him change. Like He's like, <laughs> you know what? We need to minimize the number of guitars here. Yeah. So that we can, you know, reduce the possibility of error. Let's just make this a pedal situation instead of right. Situation. I'm not I'm not sure. Who knows? It's a theory. We'll find out. Or he broke his actual guitar at Point Fest and yeah. you know, hasn't <laughs> fixed it yet or he got a new one. Yeah. yeah. The album's gonna come out for him to be able to, you know, be able to afford that new guitar, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? We'll ask <laughs> we'll ask him. But uh <laughs> he played I think at least three songs off the new album. So he played played a third of the album there. And yeah, he just did a fantastic job. Then we moved on to Dashboard Confessional. And I'm not super familiar with Dashboard. I mean, I know I knew that they were a huge deal, like right around when we first started college. But I remember them being like a, a three-piece band or a three or four-piece. There is six members of this band nowadays and a good chunk of them started playing between like 2015 and 2017 i think that's really interesting because like in his his heyday when he first came out it was it was mostly just him and an acoustic guitar at least right. the way it originally started out like dashboard was just he it was the name of chris caraba yeah you know his i guess you know over time maybe you decide to get a little more expansive in your sound and you gotta experiment bring in some new musicians or something i don't know yeah, like I said, I, I'm not super familiar, but doing a little bit of research, apparently he was in like three projects at the same time around 99, 2000. So I guess he was just throwing his name out there and seeing what seeing what project <laughs> stuck. <laughs> well, he was in a band called Further Seems Forever before going solo and doing Dashboard, and they were kind of cool, but he was only in there briefly. But yeah, they... They performed and and it was it was funny watching the Bud Light aspect of things because like every set change or with the DJ or Des or Dashboard, these girls would come out with beer buckets and then they would place them throughout the stage like in various areas and then the photographers would would be taking shots and then they would wait for like certain band members to like open a beer and drink drink part of it and put it down. So it was it was a very promotional aspect of it <laughs> so, right on yeah i love that that band is getting coverage on this show not because i'm necessarily really a fan but just because they are they're out of the wheel it's wheelhouse yeah yeah like we've not we don't really talk about like i don't know emo like emo bands indie yeah. stuff really right so breaking a little bit of new ground in this episode i think <laughs> yeah 
Well, no, I mean, like I said, I was I was familiar with a lot of their songs, but I had never I'd never seen them perform any of them live. But they did a great job, and the the crowd, like I said, they were a little buzzed, and <laughs> quite a few quite a few of the girls were were screaming and singing along, and a little bit too loud that that I would have preferred. But <laughs> but we were close enough. We were we were like two rows deep on the on the floor there, so. It was uh, it was prime viewing spot. To be fair, it's your fault for being tall because they're screaming upward, That's and you're true. just up there already. Well, <laughs> you're just up there. That, that is that is true. That is true. But you're in that elevated air, yes. hearing all the screamage. But remember, <laughs> remember Dan a couple months back when we went to the head PE show, and there was that that weird dude with the fedora that like yeah burst his way through. To the front. Yes, I do. That kind of happened. That kind of happened here, where oh. th- this dude in a backwards cap just burst his way through and just started like dancing from side to side, going nuts and trying to trying to film it, but holding his hand up and like not seeing what he's filming at all. But <laughs> alcohol turns concert goers into assholes that don't yeah. know what they're doing. <laughs> They're just like ah, and then they look. I'm sure, like they just watch that video. Is like, man, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> if if they even watch the damn video in the first place, right? These are facts. I guarantee you, if they watch it back, they probably will vomit because it's <laughs> so shaky. <laughs> but uh, they they did a great cover of the Cures, just like heaven. Oh, uh, so that was favorite Cure song. Yeah, that was that was awesome. They they nailed that. So one of my favorite tracks of the night actually was "The Places Will Go," which is a yellow card cover, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost added that to our playlist just because you saw this show. Yeah. So, but they that was a, one of my favorite songs that they that they did because it was mostly just him with the guitar. And he just did a great job with that. It, the band, most of the band went off stage at that point, And he just was up there with an acoustic guitar and belted out the notes. And it was, it was really good. Nice. And so they had great crowd reaction because he's like, I know a lot of you have traveled many miles to be here. So there's met people from Philadelphia, met people from, from Michigan Always be meeting people from Michigan. <laughs> Man, so much Michigan going on. <laughs> but it was, it was a great show, and like I said, the the pop up aspect of it was a unique experience. So I feel like the itch has has experienced all sorts of different things this year that I don't know that we ever collectively would have thought that we would be a part of. That's for sure true. I want to make a, a unrelated side note. Because I was doing a little bit of, you know, Wikipedia surfing while you're tell- telling the story here. Yeah. So Dashwood Confessional, the frontman, his name is Chris Caraba, right? Yep. The drummer that he's had as part of the band since 2017 or so is Chris Camrata. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there that it's a funny <laughs> thing to me that there are two guys in a band that have incredibly close names. Yes. I'm sure that they have been jokes backstage about something or another and that was that was the one thing that was interesting with you know them having six members of the band they were spaced out huge like there was 
basically there was there was two to the left and then two up front and then two to the right and it was it was really hard to watch everybody because the the stage was so huge but it was interesting and it like the drummer and the it's hard to describe what this guy was doing because he he had <laughs> he had an acoustic guitar he had an electric guitar and he had like this like keyboard thing so it okay. was it was just like all purpose it all was purpose all pur- background it, guy <laughs> yeah and he was legit in the background like far left background that's what they did when I saw Rival Sons a couple of years ago. It was like the guy who did like the keys and random miscellaneous stuff was just kind of buried back there. Yeah. He wasn't like <laughs> featured. He was just chilling in the space. <laughs> right. And then the drummer was on the other side in the far, far, far back. Nice. But all in all, a great night and a great experience. Here's the big question I have for you coming out of that show. Would you now of your own random accord, go back and listen to a a dashboard confessional album just for the heck of it. Probably not. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) You don't have to. I mean, like I said, they, I'm familiar with, with a lot of their songs uh, largely because of, uh, I think the station in college played a couple, couple songs here and there. And then, uh, a lot of people in the dorm in the dorms were really big fans and listened to music with their door open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were exposed to so much music in the dorms just because everybody had their crap blaring really loud. That was you're welcome. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was the funniest part with Chris being along for the ride here because we he posted on on Facebook and was like, "Raise your hand if you got." to meet dashboard confessional in a VIP thing. And, and then one of his friends commented is like, Chris, I swear to God, if you raise your hand, <laughs> she's like, you better be screaming vindicated. Like it's 2007 or whatever. That's right. That's right. Vindicated from the Spider-Man movie. One of the Spider-Man movies. I don't remember which one and I'm not going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm glad Chris got to go with you sometime. Maybe we'll have Chris on to talk about a show that we that we go to. We'll have to have him join us for another adventure sometime. Yeah. Have to join us for another show. That's right. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed our take on the pop up concert with Does Rocks and Dashboard Confessional. Thank you very much for listening to the Itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, don't forget, the Itch will always enjoy free beer. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.